Hey, my friends, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Real Live Talk. I am so pumped that you're here to check out this conversation. Just before we jump into it, I do want to just say thank you for taking the time to listen. And if the content blesses you, challenges you, encourages you in some way, if you would consider subscribing, sharing, or leaving a review, that would truly mean the world to me. So thank you so much in advance. I'm so excited to tell you about my guest today. My guest is Chad Johnson. This man has been a tremendous impact. He's made a tremendous impact on the underground music scene, and in particular, the Christian, hardcore, and just overall heavy music scene. In the late 90s and early 2000s, he operated the record label Take Hold Records, where he signed many influential bands such as Under Oath, Further Seems Forever, and 238. His label was acquired by Tooth & Nail back in 20, excuse me, 2002, and uh, he stayed on with them as their A&R director. That's basically like talent, scouting, acquisition, and oversight of artistic development. And as the A&R for Tooth & Nail, he went on to recruit bands like Me Without You, Beloved, Amberlin, and so many others. He's the creator behind Furnace Fest, a legendary music festival from the early 2000s that was just recently revived. Additionally, he's the founder of Come and Live, which is a nonprofit organization that partners with musicians and artists to provide guidance and accountability and to build community, all with the aim of proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. He's also done extensive missions work in some of the most impoverished places on the planet. He's got an incredible gift for seeing the gold in people and for creating community out of nothing. And again, uh, this conversation uh, just uh, was really, really enjoyable for me for so many reasons. I'm uh, deeply connected just in my own heart with uh, this music scene that Chad has been so influential in. And anyway, I really think you're going to enjoy this conversation. I think that there's something in this conversation for everybody. So stay tuned. And I hope that you enjoy this discussion with Chad Johnson. So I'm going to go ahead and bring... My new friend Chad Johnson up, up on dude? the screen, brother. Nice I appreciate you. It's such a tremendous honor. Same to have you with me today, man. Same, dude. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. We were talking. You know, you were bringing up the uh, the little boss pass uh, behind me, and uh, and this yeah. thing is Shiba, <laughs> the Shiba Inu dog uh, from the from the meme coin that was meant to make us all millions. That that unfortunately right now right? is just is just sleeping. Um, it's it's funny my my best story from Furnace Fest related to that specific this specific boss pass is uh, the first day Friday morning I was uh, supposed to go take some people to get um, like fifteen passenger vans like uh, transport vans so we could get people to and from the airport and just like just cover a bunch of stuff runner vans that's the fancy festival title yeah. for them. And I was, there's, I left the festival grounds and there was a long line. That's the first time I realized how long the line was for people getting into the festival. Mm -hmm. and I, I just couldn't believe how many people were lined up. It's like, this is insane. Like if people could have only seen, you know, the original and, uh, and right then I saw a friend of mine kind of like pulling the opposite. I was pulling out, he was pulling the opposite way. And I just started, I like laid on my, my Honda CRV horn, which is more like a little, like it's, it sounds like the, it's like the least offensive honk you could ever produce for somebody, but it's, it's a very politically correct horn. And so it just is like a little like beep, beep. 
but I, I was like, you know, like just going crazy with it. And, uh, and my friend like waved and he went on and then I like kept going. And right then the police officer that was sitting in his cop car at the front, which I hadn't even really noticed, nor did I think I was guilty of any wrongdoing. But right then he like spun his vehicle around, threw his lights on, came right after me, pulled in right behind me. And, and, uh, and I was like, uh, and the people with me were like, I think there's a cop pulling you over. And I was like, what, why, why? this is crazy. And so he like jumped out of his car. I like rolled down the windows and he was like, what do you think you're doing? And I was like, uh, I was like, sir, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. He's, I need you to step out of the vehicle right now. And I just, that's when I just was like, you know, I hate doing this because I really want to consistently maintain a humble perspective and keep, mm-hmm. keep going on the low road. But I just pulled out the boss pass and I just, <laughs> because I knew that all of our security team saw this. And I just like, I just yeah. put it out. I, I was like, here, I was like, here you go. I just showed it to him <laughs> and he was like, oh, <laughs> and I felt a combination of like such <laughs> overwhelming power with such like creepy, I probably shouldn't have just pulled the boss pass on him. But then I started talking and I said, man, I'm so sorry. That was my friend. I haven't seen him in a long time. And, and, uh, and I said, you know, you're, you're totally right. I was, I shouldn't have done that. And I was really disrespectful. And he's like, man, he's, I guess I'm just having, it's like first morning of the festival. You know, I'm just, I got the, the like nervous jitters and, and right then somebody at the front of the line looked over and they were like, that that's Chad Johnson from Furnace Fest and the whole crowd. I mean, they're already looking anyway, because it's like, what's going on? And I was like, sorry, yeah, man. but anyway, thankfully, uh, Shiba, Shiba Inu saved, saved the day for me on the, the yeah, first bro. day of Furnace Fest. Yeah, everybody was amped up that day for sure. That line was. Were you there? Did you see that? Did you see that happen? I didn't see that happen. <laughs> that would have been great had you. <laughs> I didn't see that happen per se. Okay. But uh, yeah, the first day when we rolled up, um, when I got in line, the first bands were already were already going. Like I didn't. I don't think I was yeah. there for the for the morning. I think I got there around noon or something like that. So okay. So it was already it was kind of rocking, but yeah, good, but man, yeah, good that, call, that good call on your part. That that line was still nuts. It was down around the corner you know like across the train tracks and around it was it was nuts i heard i mean i heard people were were like just going underneath the train because at one point the train had stopped on the tracks or or was just moving very very slowly and Mm. i was like man i always knew furnace fest people were kind of sketchy but that that's like that's like even more sketchy than me showing off the boss pass to the to get out of a, a you know get out of jail but uh, it, it, it turned out so, so well, and it, it just worked shockingly yeah. well. And, and like that setting, the setting of Furnace Fest is like the greatest backdrop to like a hardcore show, you know, yeah. heavy music festival. It's, it's true. It's it just is the best thing ever. It's so rugged for a little while, like during the festival, at one point they, they said to stop, but like in the plug your hole stage, you know, like everybody chilling up on the wall and there was like a yeah. crane like a cherry picker kind of thing back there yeah. and everyone just like yeah, up yeah. on top of the thing and and it was just uh like just the greatest backdrop 
yeah ever. agree like the pictures are so cool and everything and uh i did want to say man and since we're since we're talking about it i do and i know sure. you've heard this probably hundreds and hundreds of times but i do just want to say like legitimately <laughs> from the bottom of my heart thank you um mm. thank you and and your business partners those that that partnered with you on this thing to bring furnace fest back to life revive this thing after all these years it happened at such a i think important time um, being, you know, last year and coming out of the pandemic and just all of the yeah. fog of being on lockdowns and all this kind of stuff, the crazy nostalgia of the music of the bands themselves and everything kind of just culminating together made it such a special experience in so many ways. And um, the fact that you guys pulled it off, just seriously, thank you so much. And uh, it was just such an incredible experience that you guys created the opportunity for. Well, dude, thanks. I appreciate you saying that. And I feel like the, 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 you know, the privilege and the pleasure was 100% mine because I was, I was as much a giddy, a giddy school kid as anybody in attendance, you know, and I, I feel like that's, yeah. and I, hopefully that translates, you know, I think all of us, not, I think, I know that, that each of us, whether we're, we're the, the organizers officially or, uh, friends who were volunteering or people who we had hired to run production or the donuts mm. that we had delivered, uh, with, that we had bartered a trade with hero donuts, which if you're ever in Birmingham and you don't stop at hero donuts, I don't know what else to tell you, you know, like there's no other life advice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> Jesus and furnace fest and hero donuts. But yeah. the, um, I think it's, it was just so cool to be able to, to focus on the little things. And to me, it's like where I found so much joy was like, for example, the baseball cards, which were just a, a random idea on mm -hmm. the fly that I hadn't really thought through what kind of like, like how, how long they would take, uh, how much work they would take, but they were so much fun just to like, just walk around and, and, past people a little and someone's like what is this like whoa this is a bane baseball card like and the <laughs> fact that you know it's like yeah and bane approved that baseball card strong arm approved that you know it wasn't us being shady it was like these are these are these little kind of like relics of a bygone age are are were birthed out of relationship from years ago and i feel like that it's just representative of what we were able to all experience and carry over which was the relationship aspect of what this meant and i think if anything it's 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 what why the facebook the furnace fest facebook community group has has been so special and so um i, I mean i don't know i don't i'm not i'm not very clued in on pretty much anything music so maybe every festival has this kind of community group uh, behind it but i would guess they don't and uh i would guess that the i, I don't think i'm wrong in and sort of making, uh, drawing the conclusion that this is truly remarkable. And, uh, that's, yeah, yeah man, from what I, every, every conversation, every experience, every person, every artist, uh, I just came away feeling like, dude, this is, this is a truly, uh, outstanding collective of humans gathering together in a super unlikely uh, 
place, but <laughs> yeah, that was, I, I loved it. And I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm nervous a little, I'm a little nervous, but I'm mostly excited about, uh, the opportunity to work, you know, work on this again. Yeah. Well, it's very well said. And, and, and I think that for me, um, I've never been in a place before surrounded by that many people where you still kind of felt connected to everybody, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah, um, I, to, to be surrounded by so many people just in the, the thing in general. And I don't know how many people were there over the course of all three days, but I know there were 10,000 plus per day, something like yeah. that. Right. Yeah, that's correct. And just kind of being in the midst of all that. I remember some very specific moments, but, you know, being in, for example, just like, uh, for, for someone, okay, so I'm 35 years old and I hadn't gone crazy in a mosh pit in years. <laughs> so who was the first, and, did, so, so let me ask you this. Did you, did you, yeah. did you come to Furnace Fest like already premeditating your mosh pit grandeur or like, were you daydreaming about moshing or did, what was it not until you showed up and that first band play that you were like, okay, I'm in, let's go. It was very up in the air because <laughs> for, for me going, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. And, right. and sort of in my mind, I was thinking that I was going to, you know, let's just, let's, en let's enjoy some tunes. Let's, let's kind of yeah. hang back, you know, just kind of still in my mind thinking about the whole COVID thing and, and just sure. all that, all that stuff that was still kind of going through my mind. <laughs> I remember having a conversation with this with this dude that I met there and we were just kind of sitting up on a wall at one point and he was just like, man, I'm so freaking nervous <laughs> just because of, of how many people were there. Right. But I, so, I so in my mind, it wasn't, it, it wasn't really something that I had decided I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it was, it was, um, Oh God, what was it? I believe it was fit for a King. Is, is that when that giant circle pit happened? running like that went around the sound tent it was it i was don't i can't remember of, i'm not sure i know terror one. i want to say terror had one of those maybe fit for mm -hmm. King. i'm not there might have been a couple but but yeah, yeah. But, but i believe you but it was one of those at the big stage where i was like like i'm i'm in this like <laughs> like i'm here let's, let's go run yeah. And then from there, it was just kind of off to the races and it was right. just, you know, getting, getting in the middle of the craziness for the rest of the weekend. But uh, <laughs> it was so amazing. much fun, man. I, I, I was so appreciative to be able to to just be a kid for a few days. And you know what I mean? It, it was just it was yeah. just so much fun. So, yeah. And I think that's I think you nailed it. I think that's what what we tried to do and, and what even the baseball cards were kind of representative of that. Like we're going back to what to 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 like life as as kids, you know, and uh and even though all of us know that we can't stay there and it probably would be extremely unhealthy and we could bring on a therapist to talk about how unhealthy it is to stay, <laughs> you know, stay like in a, in a childlike posture forever. Although spiritually, that's a whole different story. But, True. um, I think that, that it was, maybe it like gave us all permission to be present with each other again, where we all, we all kind of knew the risks and we all we all knew that there was the possibility for COVID to, to be something we took home, you know? And, and I think that that was something that every single one of us had to think through. And even though, even though we were likely either vaccinated or had, had received a, 
negative test or something. There's still mm -hmm. the, back, especially during that season. I mean, the Delta variant was was in all the all, everywhere in the news and uh, was all over the place in that sense. And so there was kind of a for me there was there was a a significant moment the first morning, which is I was just feeling really burdened and overwhelmed by how many. The first morning felt really, really chaotic to me in just from like a production standpoint, like a back office. Everyone's trying to figure out their roles, their positions, what, who to communicate, how best to communicate. We're all just trying. None of us have done this together ever. And I haven't done this for 17, 16 or 17 years. So it's like, it's like just trying to figure it all out. But thankfully it all like, like a bike. It's like, Oh, I haven't ridden a bike in 16 years, but it's coming back mm. to me. I think you do this and you, you press the brakes like this. Um, and I just felt, I had this thought, I don't know if it was God or if it was just like me, you know, being using common sense, but I, I had a very clear thought, which was like, you need to leave the production area and you just need to go hang out with people and like get away wow. from all this. Cause, because I think I realized I wasn't really contributing anything good anyway and everyone else was i was just meddling in everyone else's affairs and not not actually helping and so i just okay i'm gonna take a stack of of the super rare baseball cards and i'm just gonna walk around and, and pass them out to people and 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 just be be at you know like uh be one with with the audience so to speak and and i had the thought immediately after that which was like should i wear a mask or not, you know, like how I was like, I want to respect other, I was like, per, I'm not that concerned about it personally, but I want to be respectful. And, and then I just thought, you know what? I just don't, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm supposed to wear a mask. And, uh, I feel like even though I want to be honoring to people, I feel like I, um, I don't know. I just, just felt like a clarity that I shouldn't be wearing a mask. And so I didn't, and I didn't, uh, the, I don't, I think, I don't think, I don't know if, if I, maybe I did. All right. I take it back. There was one artist one day that were very, they were on tour and it was a very big deal that everyone backstage wore masks. And so we were that day, it was kind of like, yo, like, like do this whole, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yo, here they come. Like, hey, what's up, dude? How's it going? <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Did I, did I leave? All right. They left, like, take them, you know, but yeah, no, it was, it was cute. But, um, uh, it was at that moment where I just realized that everybody here, is having the time of their lives and they're so excited to be together and to be present and to be here that all the kind of like mess back, you know, backstage production mess that I was hearing in my ears or seeing uh, in my hand uh, or, mm. you know, whatever was, was really not at all the experience of the, the festival attendee who is really, if, if you're a festival promoter there, that's, I mean, there doesn't really, in my opinion, there's not a higher priority than how, how does the person who paid a lot of money and has taken a lot of time and put forth serious effort to be there, how, how are they feeling? Cause if, cause if right. they're good, then, then it's like, we can sort out everything else, but if they're not good, then it's like, then we have a whole, you know, then we've, then we do have a real problem and everything else is, is likely not to be sorted. So anyway, mm. very long winded answer for a question I don't think you even asked, but <laughs> conversation, yeah, conversation happens, but it was fun. Yeah, and I, I loved it. And I, yeah. Yeah. So, somebody posted in the comments uh, that they were, they were one of the people that came away with COVID as a furnace fest souvenir. I was going to no, say, I, oh, like I do. Oh, Nick got, no way. Nick, you got yeah, COVID. 
I should have, I should have uh, worn a mask, Nick. Sorry. It was probably for me, but no, that <laughs> there, there was a, there was a time where a guy was talking to me and he was, he's a pretty large dude. And, uh, and, and I'm pretty sure without meaning, of course, without meaning to, he was so excited. I can remember like, like him, just like his, like his expression, uh, his verbal expression being so strong that I like, sensed like little dots of, of like his saliva hitting my cheek. Uh And immediately I was like, I was like, no, this is so not kosher, you know, like, so not. And then, but then I was just like, dude, it man, I'm at furnace fest, you know, worst thing that's going to happen is, is I get, but Nick, I'm glad you survived. And I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that you made it to tell the story. What a champion. Yeah, it's, I wonder how many people did that. That was something that at first going into it, we were actually pretty concerned, you know, like what if, what if a lot of people get, what if there's like an outbreak yeah. and they were like, well, yeah. it worked for, you know, it all, it went fine for Lollapalooza. So it's got to go fine for us. But, um, but we did, we did hear of a few people that got COVID, but thankfully did not hear of anything that was, that was wilder than yeah. furnace fest itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Um, Chad, at, at what point, at what point did you know that we got to do this again? Because I know, I know when Furnace Fest was first, um, you know, when the whole thing was first put together and revived, it was supposed to be a one-time thing, right? Yeah, yeah. At, at what point did you know that, so, you know, at what point did that click in your mind where you're like, all right, we got it. This just has to keep going. We've got to bring it back next year, too. Well, I was of the four of the four of us um, promoters. I was the the most skeptical because one, I felt like we had very clearly kind of advertised Furnace Fest as a one-off uh, resurrection, and the language we had used was very specific. And so I mm-hmm. felt a little bit like it it could potentially come across as a bait and switch if we were like, hey we're only doing this one time, but then secretly we all kind of know like, well, <laughs> the financially savvy move would be to do this till the end of time, you know, like <laughs> yeah, this, this, sure. you know, this should, we should change one time resurrection to like multi-year resurrection or like forever and ever, amen, resurrection, you know, or something. Yeah, in perpetuity. But, right. Yeah. In, in perpetuity yeah. resurrection. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I did feel, I felt very concerned that, that we were potentially, uh, that, that would potentially come across as like a, um, a negative. And then two, I just felt like until we were there and until we'd experienced it, like I, we had all agreed before the festival, like everyone else was kind of, was kind of putting, uh, they're kind of putting not, I wouldn't say pressure, but just like they were being very transparent about how they felt and how much they desired to do this again. And I was the one that was like, man, I just don't know. I think we, and, and so I finally said, you know, let's, let's see how it goes. Um, we at all, you know, I, I kind of feel like I need to call myself out to be completely honest, dude. Now that I'm thinking back on it, I think we had actually said, let's do it again. And then either I had verbally said, or I had at least had the thought that like, let's wait and see how it goes. Like, we definitely mm-hmm. didn't want to say anything until we knew, but, but we knew in it, we knew by the, by the way tickets were moving and by the, by just like the, the, extremely apparent, um, 
near constant uh like applause pre-festival where like we would even though we were like hey sorry poison the well's not gonna be here but here's right here's glass jaw sorry uh you know like like light the torch isn't gonna be here here's as cities burn it was like even though we were we were kind of dealing with some really challenging situations for the most part the response was you guys are making this happen. This is incredible. Like, just keep going. And so I was like, man, these, yeah, man. like if this goes well, we have to try to do this again. And, um, but I think taking it one step further, the, the, the hardest part for me has been like, how do you, how, how do we as a, not just as a festival, but as a community now, how do we take that experience and elevate it you know like mm-hmm. hey that was pretty much the best yeah. experience for me mute from a music festival experience i've never experienced anything better than last year so how do i do that again you know like yeah, yeah. that's where the stress comes in it's like <laughs> oh man i'm but i'm uh i think i guess maybe the difference is that this time around there are more music events there were not near mm-hmm. like i just went to a show last week and it was a small club and i didn't think twice i didn't really i didn't think twice over the fact that there were 150 of us all screaming uh and, and sweating on each other um in uh-huh. a space that definitely was not covid friendly and so i i think that there is something about maybe the like that was what we experienced after a pandemic like what might this year be now that we've all sort of just had some breathing room yeah well a couple of couple of things there so first of all um i don't think anybody would hold it against you (laughs) that it was advertised as a one-time resurrection that then you saw how amazing it was and the response of the people and then pivoted to something like i i'm pretty sure the the nostalgia of the moment as incredible as it was is far eclipsed by the desire of people to see it keep going you know what i mean i i think yeah. the 99.9 percent of people um even though like for, for me like i'm somebody who gets pretty caught up in nostalgia and i was like excited that oh man this is a one-time thing this is incredible but i'm still like even from that mindset i'm super pumped that you're keeping it going. I don't think there's anybody that, you know, was there that had an amazing time, epic experience that that they would hold that against you. And the other thing is some unsolicited advice because I know you didn't ask for this, but here's my I'll take thought, it though. I'll take talking, it though. Yep. As, as you're talking, here's my here's my thought. Um I don't think you need to put to live under that added pressure of we've got to do something so amazing this year because last year was so good and it has to be better. Yeah. Um, I think that if you have the mindset of, um, you know what, last year was something that was incredible and we're not going to relive the same hype. We're not going to relive the same moment because there was such a cultural moment, even with some of the societal stuff that, that had gone on over the past, you know, 12 to 18 months leading up to Furnace Fest and all of that with um, just so much of the division of our country, the just everything, you know, we, we all know the, 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 the major issues that, that went yeah. on. And it's like, there was just something so in, important, I think, about the coming together of Furnace Fest for this community specifically that was so good. I just even think for on the level of people's mental health, 
and stuff like that, that had that outlet to just kind of break free and to, again, be kids and to have fun and be connected to that community. And, uh, you know, we see that in the fact that the Furnace Fest community has even grown since then and stayed connected Absolutely. And, and all of that. Yeah. Right. But and so, you know, my just thinking is and, uh, and again, I, 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 yeah, do this what you want. But my thinking is um, as awesome as last year was, I, I, I don't think you even necessarily need to worry about living up to last year because mm -hmm. last year was its own thing and this year um and going forward it, it could even just be something something different and and the mm -hmm. fact is that you guys have already uh, in my opinion over delivered in such a tremendous way like i was I, I think i even mentioned this to you when we were having our phone conversation and i was like all of the bands that were in my mind that i was like you know what furnace fest this lineup I'm talking about last year's Furnace Fest. Yeah. This lineup is so incredible. Uh, but there were a handful of bands in my mind that I was like, you know, the only thing that can make this better is if this band was here, uh, if this band was here. And like every single one of those bands are here this year. And mm. this lineup is so stacked. And you guys added the additional stage. And it's just an, an incredible thing. I believe that you have stepped it up. But I don't think that it's necessarily possible to recreate the nostalgia yeah, of last true. year. But I also yep. don't think that it's necessary um, because what you're doing is I think it's beyond that. And I think that it's uh, just again, I think that it's from my perspective is it's an important thing that you're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't uh, I know there's a lot of pressure associated with it because there's so many moving parts and pieces and people you're trying to make happy. But, you know, I think this is a community that that knows how to, for the most part, roll with the punches. And I just think people are going to be so stoked this year to get there and hear some blast beats and <laughs> just go crazy. <laughs> and so, yeah, man, if that helps in any way it to does. undo some of the pressure, you know, take it. Take no, it's it as huge. You will, it's, but yeah. Oh, I, yeah, man, I, I love it. I, I receive it and appreciate it so much because it's. Cause you're right. It's not, I think it would actually be an injustice to last year to try to replicate it. And that was one of the thoughts going into this year is like, we don't, we don't want to just take the same, like I was telling you yesterday, I, we don't want to take the exact same recipe that worked, even though it worked so well last year and just apply it to this year, because there's so many artists that when I'm, when I'm at Furnace Fest, when I'm on the ground at, at Sloss Furnace's National Historic Landmark, I, I just think, man, wouldn't it, like how insane would this be if Thrice was here playing a, an old record? Or how yeah, crazy man. would it be, you know, if, if Mastodon was out here late at night? Or how wild would it be if, if Pedro the Lion was playing a certain album that I can't mention right now? That'd be sick, you know? <laughs> all right, all right. That you wasn't know, yeah. Kind of all right. All right. Hold tight, everybody. I think uh, we had a little bit of a disconnection, but we're, we're coming back. Oh, nice. There All it right. is. Boom, yeah. back. Internet, you can't stop this. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but no, man, it's, it's, it's really, I do feel like we, we basically had a, had a, a, a challenge, which was, do we go bigger or do we, you know, like, or do we just try to like keep this what it was? And I, and we all agreed like, man, we, we had, we felt so much support from the, the community and from the family that it was like, we got to do this right. And if we're going to do this again, we're going to do this 
at the level we believe the festival is deserving of and not just the one that makes us feel this is i mean to, if i'm being completely transparent this is extremely uncomfortable and extremely risky business because mm. you're like yeah like, okay like we had one good year that all right that's great so now let's just let's just step it like way up from a mm -hmm. from a um from an artist from a talent budget perspective and um and and i think that's one thing that that is is really interesting that i'm not really at uh, unfortunately not really at liberty that <laughs> yeah, thanks jamie I, i'm already in my room almost <laughs> so i'm i'm already there but uh i think it's one of those things that that most people don't realize is there's um yeah there there's like the crypto market and the festival world those might be the two riskiest businesses to be in because until you build something you have no idea how it's going to turn out and you can't you, you can't just you can't just say we're going to test the waters a little bit although i would argue that last year was the testing of the waters but what's up nigel uh man we even got kiwis here that's incredible the uh yeah, the, fa the family's showing up um i just think that there's yeah there's something about the concept that if you build it, they will come. And and so for me, I just have to surrender um, pretty regularly to God, the, the fear that I have that what if like, God, what if, what if I took on this monstrous risk and put together the biggest um, festival event, the biggest thing I've ever been a part of and, and people decide, yeah, this is, yeah, it's not that good. Or it's not, maybe it's not quite what we wanted or it's uh, last year was exceptional, but this year we're doing something else. And, so it's been, I think it's, it's like me learning along the way to just keep surrendering stuff and giving stuff up. Oh. Like, well, I can't, uh, I can't control anything. And, and, uh, uh, one thing as a festival we've tried to do and hope that we'll never do is, is what, what we've seen Apple never do. Apple has never, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I know, Apple has never discounted the price of a computer or an iPhone apart from educational discounts. You know, that the only way you get a cheaper Apple product is if you're in the educational world, uh -huh. uh, which, which is an idea we should consider, you know, like, oh man, it's kind of a crazy thought now that I'm saying it. But, but there's some, there's something where I think we've had to say, we believe that the value that we're producing is worth what we're, um, requesting for it versus like not there's a level of, i guess what i'm saying is there's a level of confidence in what what we're all building here that is what gave us that like you know that push like yes. yeah we can let's do this again because that confidence is here even though it's the riskiest and most uh colossal business move any of mm. the four of us have ever made but that's how that's how convinced and committed we felt the team was the entire furnace fest family team um and 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 so i guess the to answer to to find to land on an answer the reason i was able to say yes i'm in for another year was because i I watched how people responded when I handed them a baseball card with with Elliot on it or I watched how they interacted 
with the art. I mean, I remember watching um, Adam from Taking Back Sunday walking through the the like merch area with n- no security, no right. like entourage, nobody around him, just walking himself and nobody harassing him. No one like, yo, dude, sign this, sign this. Hey, can I take a picture with you? Yeah. Just the dude just walking. And that's when our same thing with Anthony Green with a lot, a bunch of people, just like nor like they were normal members of our family that we love and appreciate and value. And of course they're among us. Why wouldn't they be? And of course yeah. we're not harassing them. Why would we? You know, like uh, I was like, this is insane. Like, th- where does this doesn't happen anywhere? <laughs> you know? No, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It's special, man. It's a. It's did you a see anybody walking around in the crowd that you were surprised to see any <laughs> any artist heroes that you were like, wow, that guy just walked past me? Um, a couple people. I I, I remember because now remember I'm putting vividly. this idea to the test. You know, maybe this was just maybe I'm just making stuff up on the fly, which is yeah. possible. <laughs> Derek no, Tenbush. It's, Hi, Elena. It's, uh, it's definitely legit. I remember, and forgive me, his name's escaping me right now, but the, that's um, okay. I, that's the, the, the welcome to my for, for, uh, Shai Khalud. I, I, uh, I remember. Oh, Jay, it was it Jay, is it Jay Pepito? I think mm-hmm. was Jay. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, yeah, Jay. just seeing him, you know, chilling in the merch area. Um, you know, I was able to go up and like, uh, you know, uh, Joe Mustin from beloved and I have gotten, um, you know, somewhat, somewhat tight. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. <laughs> And uh, we've we've been, you know, in communication and stuff like that over the past yeah. uh, year, not not quite. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, not quite a year. Uh, but uh, so that was cool to kind of like see the, the dudes from Beloved and get to get a chance to meet them because they're they're like my favorite band, uh, period. And wow. one of the biggest, you know, reasons or one of the most th- theirs was the set that I was most anticipating and most excited about overall, because mm. like I had tickets to go see their last show ever back in january of 05 and i was in bible college at the time and it was like our week of prayer it was the first week we were back of that of the spring semester yep and it was about a at least a 12 14 hour drive something like that for me to go to to their to their show and i was like um, I was supposed to do it. And then I don't know if I felt convicted or what it was at the last minute. I was like, I can't leave during this week of prayer where I'm supposed to be kind of like setting my agenda for the year and allowing the Holy spirit to work on my heart and all this kind of stuff. And so at the last minute I decided not to go and I've always regretted it. And, uh, anyway, so it was, uh, that I was so anticipating their set. And let me just say Chad too, and this is going to lead into another question. I was my legit favorite moment at, of Furnace Fest, and I've got a, a handful of favorite moments, but I think my number one favorite moment was, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast. I've actually talked about this, you know, on other podcasts and for a while, but uh, the, the moment at the beginning of Beloved Set, when when you came out and said what you said, and you just kind of shared your heart. And, you know, said, basically, look, whatever you believe, your skin color, your sexual orientation, you know, whoever you are, you have a place here, mm-hmm. you know. And when you shared your heart, I, I've, I tangibly felt a shift in the atmosphere. And it was such a beautiful thing, a beautiful moment. And it was already the moment that I was most anticipating was like the start of their set. 
And yeah. it was such an incredible uh, just experience for for me. And uh, I so appreciated what you said and the fact that you you know you've shared your heart, you prayed over the crowd, and all that kind of stuff. It was it was just uh, that was my number one moment. So I'm uh, mm. just wondering, do you have any like favorite moment or one of your favorite moments from Furnace Fest that really stuck out in your mind? Something that that was yeah uh, yeah. I mean I, it's you? yeah. I mean thanks. You know thank you for sharing that. And it's it's uh that's super encouraging because I, I didn't go into, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people know that I've, I've been a avid follower of Jesus for many years. Although my journey, anyone who knows me closely knows that my journey is kind of like a, like a, uh, man, what's the, what's like, I guess a roller coaster might be the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's true of anyone that, that says, you know, I want to, I'm going to commit my life uh, to, to a, a specific belief. And so in, in my case, I've tried, I've always just felt like for Furnace Fest that the, the, my calling spiritually speaking was to set, was to set a table and, mm. and to invite people to the table and, and that everyone was, was welcome to kind of bring whatever they want to that table. And even if it was something that I didn't like, you know, if it was like, like I've never liked casseroles, I've actually hated casseroles and meatloaf. Like those are two things that I despise. But if you love casserole and meatloaf, like dude, Furnace Fest is your place. And I'm going to try casserole and meatloaf with you and just be like, dude, I'm going to like, tell me what you like about this because I've hated it. And it's just never been like, it kind of makes me sick, man. But, but, but you know, that's be, obviously super offensive to the person that loves casserole and meatloaf, but, but and not the band, but, <laughs> but then, you know, they'd be like, well, man, I just loved like the, the delicacy of ketchup and mustard and spices go going into this beef and, and put, putting the patty together and baking it. And I'd be like, wow, that's so cool to hear you say that, but I still completely disagree. But let me, let me tell you why, um, you know, why, why like, sweet potato gnocchi with uh, caramelized butter and sage and I don't know, something grilled chicken is way better. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's lunchtime. But um, I guess just to like, to, to maybe um, cap that, the, for me, I didn't, I don't ever, and I've never shown up to a furnace fest with, with like an, kind of like a spiritual intentionality other than to, to, do what I, I hope to do naturally, which is just to be praying for people and to be asking God who I believe loves everyone with, with an incredible deep seated, uh, life altering kind of love, sacrificial love to, to meet people where they are and just to like, the, just build them up, help them, you know, touch down in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like kind of behind the scenes praying that kind of stuff. And so that morning, the beloved morning, um, Saturday, I woke up and I just felt like this thought, like, like, Hey, you should, you should ask beloved if you can say something and maybe even pray before they're set. And I was like, Oh man, that's kind of weird. And I don't, I don't want them to feel like, you know, now I'm kind of like stepping in like, Hey, yo guys, I need to, you know, I started this thing 22 years yeah. ago. I need yeah. to have my, my, my time in the, in the sun. Um, but I just, but I felt it strong enough to ask them. And I, so I took Dusty aside and said, Hey man, I had this weird thing. I woke up this morning and I just had this thought that maybe I should say a few words and maybe even pray a little prayer or something before you're set. But I, I really, I really want that to be organic and I don't want you guys to feel an ounce of pressure or, or like it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like uh, weasel my way in. And he was like, dude, sure. 
no, that dude, that's awesome. That'd be amazing. And so, oh, okay. But, but that was probably my most nervous moment because it's not, it wasn't planned. It wasn't rehearsed. It wasn't, uh, it just, yeah, wasn't part of maybe what I saw coming, but, um, uh, but, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the fact that, that Furnace Fest is an opportunity to be a table and especially in a, in a season and a, in an environment um, politically and, and otherwise in our country that where that is usually not the, the language, it's usually not the story, you know, or the narrative uh, that, man, we're just like, what if we all came together and brought, brought, you know, what we love most in life and shared it with others? What would that look like? And, uh, and so the, you know, to answer your question after another long winded, which Elena no, called man, out, unfortunately it. she, she has gotten no extra spills beyond the page of the lion <laughs> thing, but, <laughs> but we yeah, are only we getting started Elena. So we got a bit, lots yeah. of time. Um, yeah. my favorite moment was some uh, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My favorite moment was standing on stage with my whole family over showbread, uh, or not over showbread, mm. but, um, during showbread because, yeah. I've been through and, and you know, what I've, what I've not very publicly or often shared is that I, I've been through, I, I went through a very, very difficult season several years ago where I, it was in my heart and my desire was to leave my wife and my kids. And, um, that's the short of it. And so oh. thankfully by the grace of God and through a whole lot of therapy and a whole lot of group sessions and a whole lot of work, um, I, I found myself rekindled in, in affection and love for Beth and for my kids and realizing how, how low of a, of a spot I had kind of like bottomed out in. And it was at the very moment or not the very moment, but closely to that moment of me bottoming out that God brought Furnace Fest back into my life or the idea of it. And so to me, Furnace Fest represents redemption and it re represents a starting over and the possibility of uh, a life kind of like made new and made whole again. And, and to me, that, that's, that's why I'm still a Christian. That's why I still follow Jesus. This is why I, I, I love opportunities to, to talk about what he's done in my life because it's, it, it's, it's like nothing. It's like, I know, I know how capable I am of, of absolutely destroying everything, especially the people I love most. And, mm. uh, so showbread was, they're, they're a band that I have a lot of history with and, um, uh, they're a band that was just like them playing that set at furnace fest with my whole family, like bobbing up and down, you know, like backstage was just, it was like so beautiful, you know? And so I don't wow. know, that was my, yeah, like Dave, I'm with David. It was my, my favorite set. Um, I did yeah. ask showbread. This is a little, this is a little, um, alpha on showbread. I, I, I really did want showbread back, but one of our, one of our goals this year was to include as many bands as possible who were not there last year. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, so I did, I said, Hey, if we, if we had you guys back, what, what would you want to do? Like, is there something that, that you'd be excited about? And they just said, um, they said, man, maybe like playing some of the, like the same lineup, the no sir lineup, but playing some of the other material from the, the tooth and nail, um, days, the tooth and nail catalog. And I was like, oh, that'd be so sick. And, and uh, but then in the end it just didn't, didn't happen. So, <laughs> yeah. so unfortunately I don't have any, I don't have any showbread surprises for Elena. Uh, <laughs> I wish I did. That'd be great. But sorry, Elena. Yeah. 
Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Chad, thank you so much for, for, sh- for sharing that just now. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate that. And, um, there was definitely something so special about that showbread set. I love, I love what you're saying there. I love your heart there. And it just points to the fact that like, no matter how dark it gets in your life, you know, no matter how deep in despair, depression, addiction, sickness like whatever it may be just the the reality that there is there's always hope you know yeah um there's always hope there's always a way out and i i so appreciate you for sharing that you know just now liquid death man shout out oh yeah they they are confirmed they are confirmed as a sponsor again so all right uh and they did they were very kind to send us some liquid death so the this family is very well well covered the new mango flavor is actually pretty delicious i'm not a huge fan of the other two but maybe if they were uh, like cocktails or something but but not uh not kind of on their own but yeah anyway but no dude thanks you're right Um, and that's yeah yeah. exactly exactly yeah and and uh I, i wanted to say because so just something that was going through my mind um as you were talking there just kind of talking about showbread and the history that you have with them so I remember, I don't remember what year it was, but I I remember going to a a show in New Jersey back in the day. Is that where you're from? Was, uh, I'm from New Jersey, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And and I went to this show at a church that is like the basement of a church um at in New Jersey and I went to see a band called the chariot so that's who that's who i was going to see wow. they were the only band that i was like real familiar with and they were yeah. very they were new at the time so this was the young bloods tour oh nice so, so that would have been yeah. so that would have been let's see if yep. i if my memory serves me right yep. i wonder if Come derek on, tenbush could tell us who was on the young bloods tour because we would have been working together I most mail then so that would have and, and an x beer x is in the works derek um i think it was the chariot he is legend yep show showbread obviously uh yep. was it as was as cities burn on as that? cities burn as cities burn yep. and that was it far less was that the fifth you got thing? it nice you got it. man you got my it. memory is still here that's crazy <laughs> what a tour and it was so the, like the chariot he is legend showbread as cities burn far less could you that'd be like a perf- that? that'd like be a that great lineup? night at a at, yeah that'd be a great night at, at furnace fest in the shed closing things yeah, out man. and and it was like at the time i had no i didn't know you know like it was every everything was pretty new and i just wasn't familiar with those bands other than the chariot they're the only yeah. band that i had listened to their music beforehand and it was such an incredible show even all the way back then that set that showbread put on um was unreal like it blew my mind their stage presence and how fun they were yeah and just they rocked that basement man it was so <laughs> incredible but the reason i bring that up is because i'm not sure about far less but i know that those other four bands are bands that you had a a, a very big hand in as far as you know the rec- the recruitment acquisition process as the 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 ar for uh, tooth and nail at the time right yeah yeah so josh uh let's see J- josh put yeah it might have been 2004 that does oh, sound young yeah guns. That... young guns i said young bloods yeah my fault young guns oh was it young guns um, oh i believed you on i had you had me on young bloods that sounds <laughs> that sounds a little cooler sounds a little heavier well he just said and there was a young guns 2 tour so maybe there was both i don't know 
it was one of those it was young something okay. and it was like new bands that were on on solid state anyway yeah just an awesome yeah we were anyway, that's it, what we get to listen to Derek. we were right dude his young bloods Der- <laughs> derek's trying to get us to to <laughs> falsify information publicly that he can use against us i see yeah. how it is oh sweet well i'm glad to know i'm glad to know that i that i was good there but yeah, dude, yeah so just the the impact the influence that you've that you've had on this music scene is there anything that you remember and it could be one of those bands that we just mentioned or you know maybe one of the other even earlier bands like under oath or 238 or somebody like that or whoever just kind of comes to your mind is there any one of those those bands that were uh that you had a big part in signing or recruiting that you re- that you can specifically remember when you first heard them or you first saw them and what it was on the inside of you that said I've got to sign this band or I've got to, you know, get involved in this with this band or something like that. Do you, is there, I don't know. That was, I feel like that was a convoluted way of asking that question. No, no, I get it. But, I uh, mean, you pick whichever uh, it, band you want and uh, it what, translated. what was it that, yeah, thank you. What was it that yeah. kind of made you feel like I gotta, I, I, I gotta sign these people. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's, that's actually been maybe one of the most obvious gifts that I believe God's given me and my, my personality and kind of my, my way of, of, uh, viewing the world or viewing people or viewing opportunities is very much through the lens of, of seeing potential. And, uh, and you actually mentioned that, er, that earlier, it's kind of, you know, like, I think you said something like, like recognizing gold or calling out gold or something like that. And it's just, it's like Mm -hmm. seeing, seeing maybe, a little bit before um, the masses that something is going to work and something in and, and furnace fest is, is another example of that. But I, I feel like that's for, from a band perspective. Oh man. Like I guess anytime I've seen, I've seen any of the bands that I was able to work with, there's like this, it's almost like there's like a trigger, but in a, in a healthy and a proper way that just kind of like fires off inside of me. And it's like, dude, I, I like, I get kind of like, like, you know, like, um, like Matt Carter from Emory on, on his podcast, he, he said something like I was a schemer. He called me a schemer. And I was like, no one's ever called me a schemer, but that's possibly the most like accurate description uh, that I've ever been given. I just start scheming. I'm like, how can I work? Like, I got to work with this band. How can I, and, uh, how can I make this happen? You know, like, what can I do to, to pull this off? Like I, I, I've, I, I like start chasing, you know, it's like, Oh, I gotta, uh, which is also probably why, why I've really struggled with addiction in my life is because of that mm. same, you know, when it's a good thing, it's super healthy. When it's a bad thing, it's obviously the opposite. Um, but I'm really just saying all this to try to give myself time to think of the the best story. Uh, I do well, think me without you, uh, Todd mentions it here. I do think it's, yep. I don't know if it's, if it's 100% the one, but I do think, uh, to honor Todd and, and, and just to, to like take advantage of, of what a great story that is. I mean, the, I liked the operation and I was really privileged to work with them and I thought they were a great band. But when I saw me without you, it was just like, it's cause it's, it was a combination of like, when I saw under oath for the first time, it was in Birmingham and there were seven people, one of which, one of whom was Johnny Grimes, one of the, the four festival promoters. And so two of the four of us promoting furnace fest saw, I think it was like the second or third under oath show ever. 
And there were five other people in that venue alongside me and Johnny. And, but I had that same thing that it was like the, like, if I could work with this group, that would be really cool because I think they're doing something. And, and, uh, but, but, you know, it's like anyone, anyone and Derek can definitely attest to this. Uh, anyone who's ever spent any time with me will very quickly realize like, how in the world is this dude able to, to do any of the things he does? Because it's not, I, I've never, I don't know. I guess I don't feel like I naturally have any of the skill sets or the, abilities that you might think like classically, like, Oh, someone was trained in, uh, classically in an instrument and therefore they're truly right. gifted in their artistic expression with that instrument. And in my case, it's, I studied psychology and dropped out of college early and it, like, uh, it's like, I'm, I've pretty much failed, you know, I failed in business with take hold. Uh, I failed in business with the early furnace fest cause they didn't really work financially. Um, I, it was just, but then, you know, now as we're talking, it's like, we're not talking about failure. We're not talking about all the missteps or all the like crazy, you know, like, man, that could have gone really badly or poorly for you. Um, we're talking about how, how incredible all these things are. And so I, I just, I, I still come back to, I always just come, circle back to, to the grounding and the, the foundation that, that has been what's kept me here, which is a, a lively personal connection to Jesus. And, and that, mm. that if I had, if anyone, if anyone, anytime someone says, do what's the secret, I would say the only thing that makes any sense logically to my mind is that God truly has the best sense of humor ever. And we don't ever give him credit for that because that's my, that's my story. Like I, I was the least likely person to do anything good in music. And yet somehow out of my life has kind of birthed and flowed all this all this weird, wacky, bizarre, um, somehow relatable artistic expression <laughs> that I just can't blame on anyone else. And, uh, and so I, I, I don't know, I guess I'm just, I find myself blown away. Like when I, when I, every, every day of the three days of Furnace Fest and even the days before anyone showed up, I would just walk around and just catch myself thinking like, how, like, like, how is this happening? You know, like, like what's going on here? Like, this is, this, this is absurd. You know, there's a level of, uh, at Furnace Fest, there was a level of tangible sweetness that was just like in the air. Like to me yeah. as a Christian, I would say it was the presence of God conveying love, hope, faith, confidence, rejuvenation, um, all, all kinds of aspects of connection with each other that, that I don't know that we even know most days are there, you know, or we don't even mm. recognize. And I was just, you know, kind of walking around like in awe, like this is, yeah, these people are so, so incredible. And this, the fact that we're all here is just beyond me. Wow. So like, what do you think that it was that allowed you to kind of insert yourself into this music business? As, as you said, not really being a person who had a lot of, you know, musical ability or gifting of your own, but that allowed you to be able to just kind of essentially, you know, build 
a record label, build a career for yourself uh, through this whole thing, and to become such such an important figure in this industry, in this in this particular um, you know Christian heavy hardcore you know music scene. Is it just was it just passion? Was it just raw passion that you had, where you were just so into the the music itself that you um, just did whatever it took to get yourself there? What do you think was kind of what were the wheels? What what was going on inside of you that that kind of led you to put yourself into that position to say, like, even all the way back at the beginning with um, you know the record store and with Take Hold and and that everything that you were doing there. What do you think was going on? Like, again, not being somebody, I, I'm pretty sure I'm saying this right. I, I'm pretty sure I heard you say this, not having musical talent and gifting of your yeah. own. But uh, is it is that what it was? Was it just passion or was it, what do you think was going on there? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, uh, one, I'm not not sure I've ever been asked. I guess if I try to like put myself back in that that time and that place, I think it I think it was maybe that I was, I was both connecting to God and to others through music that wasn't considered conventional or wasn't considered the kind of like the, the, the cool trendy on the radio, whatever, you know, in, in the kind of mm. mainstream of life. And I think it was like that underground, like, like hi, Brian, uh, when, when I was at festivals, like, like Cornerstone, I just felt a, a level of liveliness, you know, like, um, someone said, or yeah, Brian said that, that he thought Furnace Fest was a magical experience. Well, Cornerstone was a magical 100%. experience. And so I would, I think it was like, I was a part of, of community and a scene and a, and a, like a burgeoning kind of like, like a bubbling over expression of people's beliefs, people's ideas, people's thoughts, people's uh, hopes, people's dreams and, and all that. It was just, it was like when you're with everybody else, even though there's only five or six other people watching under oath, it's still like, dude, we're here. And there's something about this that's so special and so uh, vibrant that I think it was, it was just, it was hard not to be inspired by that. You know, it's hard not to be passionate. Um, and just to feel like I was one of many members in that season of life that were all kind of like pursuing different avenues of creative uh, out outcroppings, uh, if you could put it that way. And um, it just felt like there was so much happening, you know, both on the on the Christian side of things and then on, on the sort of regular uh, secular mainstream, whatever you want to call it, just the other side of things. And then to watch for Furnace Fest to be one of those places that just kind of brought them both together. And, um, I mean, it's, it's like, I went back and watched, uh, uh, a video of hot water music playing at my little absolutely horrific club in Birmingham. And they were just, you know, the whole video, they're just joking. They're like messing around with everybody. Like, you could tell like they weren't concerned that I hadn't provided them with a professional sound system that, mm. that I, I wasn't a great promoter that, I mean, that there were only 90 or a hundred people in this little off the, off the path, you know, kind of like spot. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's like representative of what it back then it just, 
was like, man, we're, we're, we get to do this. We get, and we're, we get to do it together. Um, I guess that, yeah, I think it was the togetherness aspect, uh, which was why when I, when I was able that first day of Furnace Fest to go just spend time with the crowd and just like go out and be together mm -hmm. with people is where I came alive because that's, that's where I'm most comfortable is around people. And I think COVID and the pandemic sort of tried to steal that from me and from a lot of us. And, uh, I think that, I think that Furnace Fest kind of gave, you know, gave us the opportunity to, to just ignore all the noise, yeah. <laughs> you know, of, of, <laughs> yeah. of uh, yeah, the other noise, deal. you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's such but, a big uh, deal. That's, that's right on the money. Um, I'm just looking at one of these comments from, from Todd that I think is really dope. He said, uh, I think looking at the raw unfinished talent and seeing an end product is the most godly trait we can express in life. I think that that's a really, really cool comment. So like being able to, to see what other people don't see to kind of being able to, whether we're talking about people, you know, like an individual person to kind of see past the facade, to see past some of the the flaws to see past some of those things. I think that that is a very godly thing, right? To be able to kind of see beyond what maybe everybody else sees to recognize that there is gold in this person, you know? And, yeah. and if you're talking about somebody who's on a rebellious streak or who's lost in some kind of whatever, some, some issue of life, some mode of life, whatever it is, but to not judge them or treat them based on what that thing is, I think that that's what it means to truly honor somebody. It's mm. to look beyond what everybody sees and to see that person the way that God sees that person to see yeah. that person based on, you know, this person might not be, you know, I might not agree with them. And I might not agree with their lifestyle or everything that they're doing. They might be running their life into the ground as far as, you know, my perspective says, but from a Christian perspective, Jesus died for that person, mm -hmm. you know, whether they've chosen to accept it or not. And there's somebody that that God loves so passionately with all of his heart. And so just on an interpersonal level, being able to see those kinds of things. And then that translates into what we're talking about with, you know, I think kind of being able to see the raw talent, uh, as, as Todd said, and to see what other people can't see. In, in other words, to kind of see something that's there before it's possible, or as you said, before it becomes mainstream or before the masses accept it. I think that that's what it takes to, you know, you've mentioned crypto. I think that's, that's what it takes to be successful in cryptocurrency. Yeah. And it definitely has lent itself to you, um, you know, essentially having this entrepreneurial spirit around the music industry. And uh, yeah, man, I, I just, I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful thing. And I really do think that it captures the heart of God for, for people and for the mm. things that we do in life to be able to to see beyond just what we kind of see in the natural and to you know to to go after the things that we're passionate about anyway did that make yeah, sense yeah and i think yeah exactly i think yeah. i think for me one of the most exciting stories for furnace fest 2022 is that is the opportunity to kind of take that that idea and then stretch it a little further and begin asking, you know, like, like where, like, where can we potentially reconcile? Like, like who have we potentially misunderstood or who have I potentially hurt either intentionally or unintentionally? And, and how do I look to make right some wrongs? And so one of those, I was listening to a podcast right after 
last year's furnace fest. And, um, I think it, I think it, I can't remember who was on it. I think it was Vadim from poison the well and some, I can't remember who all was on it, but, but there, it was cool. It was one of the very few podcasts that I, I saw it pop up on the Facebook group and I, and I was just sending emails. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to listen to and see like what these guys were saying. I think it was maybe one of the guys in hopes fall was there, but it was a, a really cool conversation to hear from an artist how they saw furnace fest like how, how a perform someone performing at furnace fest how they viewed it and i remember them telling the story um about most precious blood and how somehow it had gotten conveyed back to me that they were burning bibles on stage that they were or they were ripping up pages of the bible on stage or something like that and mm -hmm. and and uh and for all these years that's however the story or the the kind of like the game of uh the phone whatever the phone game is however that worked that that was a story that that got uh sent sent down my way right and and i've and i always i always respected the fact that they were willing from at least what i thought they were willing to represent their beliefs and how they felt about faith and about spirituality in a way that was very different than mine but that was still it was passionate and it, it was um they were they were convinced they were and so uh anyway so i found out through that podcast that most precious blood thought that they were banned from uh from furnace fest even though as it would turn out, it was some of the, some of our Godfrey youth friends in Atlanta that were the ones that were burning, tearing up the Bible and burning, uh, burning the Bible in the pit. And it was not something that had ever happened on stage either way. Mm. I, it doesn't really matter to me where it happened. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah. not, I'm, I was never personally offended by that. And, uh, and I feel like that's how we're called to live. If we're going to, if we're actually going to follow Jesus is to live from a place of, of not being easily offended. Um, but so for me, I was, I've kind of been like, once I heard that, I was just like, dude, we gotta, we gotta like make that right. You know, like we have to make sure they know that they're welcome at the table, even if their convictions are the complete opposite of ours or of, of mine or of, you know, any of us. And, uh, and it was, it was so cool when, when it was like, we reached out to our friend Hunter, like, yo, dude, can you, do you still talk to most precious blood? Can you see if like, how do we get in touch with them? You know, like we, we want to make them an offer. And. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I just feel like that it, it's one of the, the most, um, beautiful aspects to the festival is that, um, that we get to, we get to hopefully set some records straight and right some wrongs and fix, mm. you know, some things that are broken and, and, um, look past some challenges. And, um, but I think, yeah, and I like Derek pointed out in here, like the fact that we didn't have a single fight at least that I'm aware of, uh, in right. three days of 10,000 people together every single day. That's, I mean, every time I'd walk past the, um, the emergency people, the, the paramedics and them, they're just like lounging they're, It's like they were on vacation. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 one day I walked past and I asked them, I said, Hey, do you guys have a, like, like how, how busy have you been today? And they they were like, I mean, we've, we've, treat we've treated a couple people for like 
you know, hydration, dehydration issues, mm-hmm. or like one, one guy, you know, had a, maybe had a concussion. I think someone did break their arm and then came back, went and got their arm taken care of and then came right back to Furnace Fest like two hours later, which is kind of crazy. But anyway, yeah, it's hardcore. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to, to watch most precious blood and just know that there's a story there that, that, uh, that's been, um, that I, that I think has been, been like corrected, you know, or re rewritten maybe. And, uh, I just, I, I love that thought. Love it, man. Yeah. And, and, uh, I think that that's kind of the, at least from an outsider's perspective, kind of like the aerial view or like a pullback view of why events like Furnace Fest and, you know other things like it why why these things are so important and sort of fostering community around you know where christians and atheists and people who are you know what i mean like all kinds of people from all kinds of walks of life how we can how we can come together and we can respect one another we can honor one another and it is really um an amazing thing how how you know music can serve as the sort of the the central point of that and um you know just bringing people together and i think that it's such a again i know i I probably said this like over and over again already uh forgive me but i just think it's such a beautiful thing um you know just kind of what you stand for and that desire and that willingness to in an unconventional way just want to express what you believe which is um that jesus is the answer and that you know you um that that you you know you you love the lord you have a relationship with him and you want to exalt the name of jesus but in sort of like maybe a little bit of an unconventional way by as you said just kind of setting the table for people to feel loved for people to feel needed for people to feel accepted for people to feel wanted and um you know and then just kind of see what happens <laughs> from there yeah but i just think that you know when we look at for example like when we look at the life of jesus he wasn't scandalized because people had different opinions or different beliefs or people had you know sinful lifestyles or you know whatever it was and he was just real and authentic with people and uh you know if i have to say i, I think that that what you're doing and the way that you express um uh, who you are and the things that you do, the things that you build, the things that you're passionate in life, it really does come off in a truly authentic way. And I think that that's something that we just need more and more in the world today. And I, that's something that I just saw over and over again at Furnace Fest was just the authenticity of people. As you said, like nobody fighting, nobody doing these things. I, I remember at one point being in a pit and like losing my glasses and everybody around me just kind of like pushing back and giving me a chance to, you know, find them and, and, and help me and stuff like that. Uh, like it, it was just stuff like that over and over again, where, yeah. you know, people looking out for each other, protecting each other. And you know what I mean? It's just, it's such a cool thing. So yeah, uh, dude, it's, yeah, no, I agree. And that, that was a, that was a recurring story. And that's it just, it's easy to brag on, furnace fest and the, the community around it because it's not you don't have to exaggerate you don't have to make something up you don't have to justify someone's behavior it's just i feel like it's uh it's like this is all maybe maybe it's just because we've all or many of us sort of grew up in this uh, in this scene together that it, it felt much more like a family reunion than it did a um you know like some i don't know some kind of 100 percent, yeah 
professional, professionally executed music festival. You know, it's just uh, never, never been the idea. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we're we're still. Uh, I'm excited. We still have a couple of surprises uh, up our sleeves, and we're still. Um, I think you know, it just to me the opportunity to see everybody again, and like. I, I just, I have to keep pinching myself, you know, like, man, what world do I live in? You know, like where I, where I go through this, this, the chat in this stream and I see Brian, I see all these names of friends. Some of these friends I've known for so long, some of them are, are new friends and it's just, um, it's remarkable, but, um, mm. yeah, very, very honored, very privileged and, uh, excited to watch, you know, how this, how it all kind of works itself together again well, cool man well um thank you again for being here uh for now let's let's go ahead and and wrap this up and i'm not gonna ask you right now <laughs> if you'll come back because nice. i because i do that sometimes and it's an unfair thing because you you can't really say no Nah, so, you should do it. You should just, I, I would, who cares about how people feel? Just ask. That's I would like thing. to have you back on. Yeah, I'll I'll, I will come back and talk anytime. How about that? I'll come back and talk anytime. Uh, I love it. There's dude. some I, things I, that we didn't even touch that I'm, I'm yeah. super interested about. Yeah, we didn't know, get to dive into, into crypto, and, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, no, it's good. There's a lot of stuff that yeah. we can, we can tackle next time. Yeah. What's your top, what's, super, what's, What's your single, yeah, what's your biggest crypto holding? What's your, what's your highest conviction project or My coin or conviction. token? Yeah. So what's the one that you're like, Chad, you don't have any of this. You're an idiot. Yeah, no, I, I, okay. So, well, let me just mention this. You were, you mentioned the, you mentioned the Shiba thing. The yep. thing I made the most money on last year was Dogecoin. Well, um, you, oh, nice. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I made I I got in not at not when that initial crazy pump happened, but I I did get in when it was fairly low, and uh, I I still hold like a I don't know like seven million of them or something. Not not yeah. not a heck of a lot, but yeah. um but but when I pulled out the majority of of my holdings in Shiba, I was at like a twelve x I think. Or, wow. That's at least ridiculous. a ten x, some something like that. Yeah. So so that was that was pretty nice. Um. I, you know, I had some ups and downs last year. I actually <laughs> yeah. ended up, so toward the end of the year, I, I sold a, a lot of my crypto and I've just Good been call. kind of waiting for the right time to yeah. hop back in the market. And I feel yep. like there's maybe still some more room. Uh, I hope anyway, for some, yep. for some uh, downturns in the market and uh, stuff like that. But, um, I'm still holding some Polygon. Nice. Um, I still hold a little bit of Shiba and uh, a couple others but but i think okay. that um I, i've been a big fan like i've been a big fan of of uh cardano mm -hmm. and it always just it it didn't really do anything <laughs> <laughs> and i kept like i i just kept holding it just waiting 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 and it never yeah, really yeah. did anything even last year when a lot of stuff was pumping ada didn't really do a whole lot uh, but it's still one that i kind of uh, i i have some belief in long term um, I really have a lot of belief in, in Polygon Matic long term. Yeah, it's and, a great, uh, great project. Yeah, th there's a few others, but yeah, what about you? That's cool. Uh, Luna. Advice, by the way. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we got to get into all that. <laughs> no, man, we <laughs> that one time we were going to end and then we did go to crypto after all. Um, yeah. no, uh, Luna is my has become my largest holding, but it's kind of accidental because I stumbled when I first I got into all this like last April. Um, 
after I tried day trading in the stock market and I lost a whole bunch of money and just realized wow. that it was, it was not for me. And I was, I was so discouraged and I was like, man, this is so, I thought it'd be easy. This is so hard. It's so easy to lose money. It's so hard to, to, to make it and to hold on to it. And, and I, so I got into the crypto market last March or April. So it was right after Bitcoin had hit like 60 something thousand and it was on its way back down. So I was literally buying while Bitcoin was going down. So I was like buying and then it'd go down cheaper. And I was like, oh no, that I'd be like, okay, I sell it and then buy it cheaper. And so thankfully I, I almost, I was down about $20,000. Uh, I had basically, I had basically asked my wife if we could take our savings, our retirement fund and put it into crypto because I was so convinced that wow. it was a, a space worth go, being invested in. And she was like, well, you're crazy, but you've always been crazy. So this mm -hmm. is not that unlike you. And, um, and so we did that. And then, and then we almost, I mean, it's like we lost, we were down a lot and it was like, Oh man. And I, th I thought about, I was like, I sh should I sell? And then it's like, if I sell, then it's like, I have to admit that I, I lost a bunch of money in the stock market. I lost a bunch of money in crypto. And thankfully I just was, I just held on. I was like, and, and it, all of a sudden it started turning and it started, and, and I was like, this is crazy, you know? And so thankfully I held on to it and I should have sold last, had I sold, um, had I sold when you did last year, I would have been <laughs> in great shape, but I just, I'm more, I guess I've been, I've been, I do trade a little bit, but I've been, I consider myself more of a investor in the same way that I, I like to invest in a, in a, in an artist or in furnace fest as a project. It's easier for me to wrap my head around a long-term commitment and like a, a, a true, like I, I'm with, I want to be with this project uh, as long as I can be and not just uh, so anyway, I, I've now kind of see it differently as a trading account is one thing and a longer term investment accounts. Another, yeah. But, um, yeah, but I have, yeah, I have some polygon too. And, uh, I did have some, sh I had some shib. I, I could have made a lot of money on shib, but I didn't sell it at the top. I thought it was going to keep going higher. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I yeah. finally, it started coming down. I was like, okay, now I'm selling it, but, um, it's all good. It's, it's all yeah, kind of it, like a, a lesson, a lesson you learn. It, it it got to the point for me last year, man, that I was like, I, I was, I was too into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to the oh, point yeah, where I, I'd be waking up at two, three in the morning and like grabbing my phone to check where things were. Yep. And I'm like, you know what? I'm acting like, you know, it, it just became more, it felt, it felt more like I was gambling Consuming. than like I was investing. Yeah. And, totally. uh, and, and it just kind of took over my mind a little bit. And I still, I mean, I, I haven't like gone away from it, but I, I have kind of slowed up a little bit on my approach because I think I was just getting a little bit too consumed by it uh, yeah. for my own good, for my own just kind of mental mental sanity and health. But uh, no, but yeah, did cool. you? Make, I'm did, glad you did. Did that. you do anything with Doge last year? Uh, I did. I actually Doge was was my first was my earliest uh, purchase and my it was my first purchase while I was still in the stock world. It was uh, a year and a half ago. It would have been November of 2020. Um, I saw on Robinhood, I saw Bitcoin and yep. Litecoin and Ethereum and maybe uh, whatever the ETC, Ethereum Classic. I saw those and I was like, man, those are all so expensive. And then I saw Doge. And I was like, this one's so cheap. It's like 0.000. I'm like, I'm just going to put $500 into this one. So wow. I put $500 in and, uh, and call, I sold man. it all or most of it on Super Bowl. Tuesday or Sunday. Um, mm -hmm. and so I, 
I, my 500 turned into 10,000. And then I realized that had I not sold it and had I waited yeah. until it actually went to the top, it would have, my 500 would have become like a, a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. If you had but, waited until when Elon, if I had, so, it, you know, if I had timed it perfectly, you know, <laughs> it was like but, 65 cents or something crazy. Exactly. But you know, it's like, you never, this stuff. So when it comes to the kind of like the meme stuff, it's so, it is a lot like gambling and you have to be super cautious. And so I just was like, man, that's, um, I'm, I'm, blown away that I was able to put $500 into something and come out with $10,000 and was able to start retirement little mini accounts for my kids. Um, that mm. was a, that was a fun, fun thing, but those are, those That's are both, awesome, uh, yeah, those are both in the red. Thanks to the stock market and thinking, yeah. Oh, I'll just, I'll just put Doge winnings into the stock market long-term. But, but I've heard, I heard someone say that, you know, you have to, if you're an investor, you have to be committed for at least five, three to five years before you're mm -hmm. like, I think it does. I don't remember the statistic, but it's something like people that hold for five years, like the, it's super rare that people don't see a, a return, um, right. for, for, you know, five years or over. But, um, but yeah, it's fun, man. I, I it's kind of, yeah, it's definitely become a passion project and, uh, I've learned a lot. I, uh, one of the things that, that I, that one of the only correlations, I guess I, I can see between crypto and, and furnace fest, I watch a, a daily crypto show on YouTube called crypto banter. And they always start well, not, they almost always start out saying like, welcome, welcome, welcome. And this guy's super passionate. And he's like, you know, it just feels like he's trying to like wrap his arms around everyone. And I was like, damn, I was like, man, that kind of, it's like, that's, that's how I want furnace yeah. fest to feel, you know, like, it's mm -hmm. like, like the way, like he's so welcoming and it's like, I know I'm sure he's intentionally doing that because it's YouTube and all, but, um, it, it, it always, every time I'm always reminded, it's like, oh yeah, dude, that's like furnace fest. That's how I want it to be. So anyway, yeah, dude, thanks Duke. Thank you for your time and, uh, for having me on. I'm, I'm more than happy to jump on again and, and uh, but nice. That's good. Brian says he's too old for crypto, but his kid has some. You just now, now you just have to ask your kid for advice, dude. That's that's the uh, you're never too old, man. No way. If you're showing up at mm. Furnace Fest, you're not too old. Yeah, you're just right. Run. Yeah, just that's right. a good uh, that's a good metric right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're not too old for Furnace Fest. You're not. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you're not too old for uh, crypto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, awesome, 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 Chad. Super appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Again. Yeah, you Thank too. You for Thanks heart, everybody for sharing your heart and uh, and I can't wait to do it again for real. Same. Have a have a fantastic rest of your day. Great talking. Yeah, man. You too. Let me just say to everybody else that was on here, thank you guys so much for the comments. And uh, I'm super bad at multitasking, so I know we didn't. Uh, there were some awesome comments here. We we mentioned a few. I know that there were a ton of other good ones. So um, forgive me for not being able to call everything out, but I appreciate you guys. Appreciate uh, everybody that was on here. Furnace Fest community. Shout out to you guys. You guys are amazing. And uh, everybody else, super appreciate you. Hope you guys have an awesome uh, rest of your day. See you soon. Yep. See ya.